When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I mean, what do you want me to say that I haven't already said on this subject? That they were wrong, that they shouldn't have done this? Well, we all could see that. That's what makes it so maddening. But you know what? It's here. He's here. Might as well try to move past that towards something constructive. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. The Steelers are keeping Matt Canada into the 2023 season. This was confirmed yesterday by Burt Lauten, the team's head of media relations, and presumably to just get everybody else everywhere else to move past it in whatever form they choose. And since I'm more of a glass half-filled guy really in life, I prefer to move past it in a way that you know, you know, doesn't exactly move past it, but looks at what the Steelers could conceivably do to, oh boy, here I go, benefit from still having Canada in the fold. Okay, so let me try to start there. And, I, and this is going to be a try. This is going to be an effort on my part. What is real about this football team is that it finished the season seven and two. What is real about this offense is that the rookie quarterback gradually got better, gradually expanded his repertoire, immensely cut down on interceptions. Still lots of shortcomings to the game, still lots of progress that needs to be made. Nobody would dispute that, including Kenny Pickett himself. Okay. Next, the running game became a real thing. It almost didn't matter who the Steelers were facing. They were able to run the ball. They were able to run it among the top five teams in the entire NFL over that seven and two stretch. That is not something to lightly discard. And I'm not going to lie to you, had the Steelers fired Canada, one of the first things that I was going to bring up 
not just to play devil's advocate because it's real, is that they were going to have to find some way to maintain the continuity that had developed between Najee Harris, his offensive line, uh, Kenny and his ability to read the scene, to call into a run. All of these things had to somehow be maintained. You didn't want, you wouldn't have wanted to get away from that. You would have taken your new coordinator and after you introduced him to everybody in the room said, hey, by the way, we want to show you some running plays here. See those? Those really worked. Let's do those again next year. Do you see what I'm saying here? So at least you keep those two things, those two elements intact. One, the general offense getting a little bit better while the team was winning. And two, the running game becoming the identity. So what's missing out of that? What's missing? Right. The deep ball. The passes across the middle. Some of that is going to involve ooh, probably personnel. You know, not to get anybody all super stoked or whatever. Here comes Jordan Addison or whatever. I have no idea what they're going to do in the draft. I certainly don't see them going after any kind of wide receiver of significance in free agency. However, you can find a player or players who are more adept toward that kind of football receiving, meaning not Deontay Johnson, which is another subject for another day. You also can pursue, uh, and aggressively so, someone who's an up-and-comer in the offensive world in the NFL to come in and basically be uh, an offensive assistant, be someone who can help out with a combination of quality control and new ideas or super specific ideas, maybe just someone who excels in the art of wide receiver routes. You can do that. And this is where you you hear that sigh there because this is where I I know this won't happen. Okay? I I know this won't happen because one of the many things, uh, one of the many quirks to Tomlin's head coaching tenure is that he prefers a smaller staff. He doesn't like to have to look over countless shoulders. He doesn't believe in a big bureaucracy. He wants to know exactly what each finger on the hand is doing. And the fewer of those there are, the fewer headaches that he has, and the more he feels like he's in control on Sunday afternoon. I kind of get that. I've never really knocked him for that, except in the area of clock management, where it was bizarre to me that they didn't have someone doing that, and they really still, by and large, don't. So I don't see a situation in which Tomlin would say, hey, we're keeping you, but this uh, this lad over here with the, the three-inch thick glasses and everything who just came out of uh, Yale or Harvard or whatever, uh, we think he can really help you out in the area of analytics and maybe some route running. And here, by the way, go and consult Heinz Ward on route running. and what. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He will actually pay lip service to this sort of thing, the way he did with the clock management issue a year ago, and then just completely downplay it by the time everybody shows up to Latrobe. Like it never existed. It was never even brought up. So I don't see that happening. I think it should. 
I can still advocate for it, right? I can still say that's something that they ought to do, but it's not going to. For better or worse, Pittsburgh, you've got Matt Canada for another year. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Buzz, and Buzz asks, does keeping Matt Canada make it easy for Mike Tomlin to have someone to throw under the bus for another average season? Well, first off, if the offense had an average season, the offense will have been upgraded from 2022. So let's start with that. In the literal sense, if the Steelers finished 16th across the board in offensive categories, they would be a better football team than they were this past year. Okay, so be careful with the wording. (laughs) You know what I mean? You would hope that they'd be better than average, Uh, meaning, you know, like pretty good. There's some talent on that side of the ball. The idea that it's somehow become okay for everyone to say, well, I mean, they scored 19 points. Okay. And what else did they do? How was 19 points good enough for you? You see what I'm saying here? There's just become a a lowering, a general lowering of the bar for this offense that's unlike anything I can recall in either covering or following the Steelers in any capacity in my life where we just think it's okay for the offense to suck. Well, not so much suck, but moderately suck. No, it's, it's a reasonable and fair expectation that when you have a first-round quarterback, a first-round running back, some pedigree on the offensive line, second-round tight end, second-round arguably first-round wide receiver in George Pickens, second-round wide receiver in Deontay Johnson, you get the picture. There's there's actual weaponry there. There are players there. So don't take the pressure off the coordinator or, for that matter, the head coach in this capacity. They've got to be significantly better, and I really believe that in 2023. Now, if they aren't, to your question, can Tomlin use Canada to an extent to take some of the pressure off himself? Yeah, he can, except that it's very clearly his decision to bring him back, and it's also very clearly his recent tenure that's seen him go through coordinators in a pretty big hurry and not pick very good ones. And that applies both to offense and defense. And that's when you start getting into a different realm of evaluating your head coach. And this is only true in the National Football League because he's also the one who's deeply involved in the drafting and signing of players, whether it's at the amateur level, at the pro level, whatever it is, he's got his fingers in every pie. And when he's the one making the decision regarding the coordinator, and I'm going to remind everyone that these two words came from Tomlin's mouth at his last press conference, my decision regarding Canada. That was going to be his decision. Now, of course, 
Art Rooney is over his head, but that led me to believe in the moment, and it still does, that Rooney gave the decision to Tomlin and said, whichever way you go is going to be fine with me. And that's the way this plays out. Uh, The more of these types of people that you fire, the more changes that you make, the more that it ends up reflecting back on you. Do I think that Tomlin kept Canada, though, for the purpose that you suggested? No, that's getting a little bit a little bit goofy and conspiratorial for me. But could it come into play? Yes, I just don't think that it was a motivation. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. I swear, I'm going to try now that this is finally done with one positive can be that we can talk about something else, all right? We're going to talk about something else in tomorrow's show. I promise.